Everyone has made a path through life on their own, and that's exactly what this new podcast, Echo Walks, is about. I'm Mariana, and I'll be hosting the next two episodes. Echo Walks is about journeys, passions, and the importance of not standing still. I'll be interviewing interesting guests about where they come from, what got them where they are, and where they want to head next. I hope you enjoy the walk and get inspired. My first guest is Pavel Kashak, who is a photographer, traveler, and adventurer. Thank you very much for joining me on this walk in nature. Thank you so much for the kind introduction. I hope I introduced you incorrectly. I would say you did. I have some problems with introducing myself to explain to others who I really am. I'm just a boy with a camera who captures moments anywhere it's possible. And traveling contributes to this as the time goes on because I'm constantly surrounded by nature and able to capture some of these moments. I prefer being in nature compared to in a town. That's what I understood from your Instagram. How did you get into photography? During my first trip to Norway, its nature fascinated me. So I bought a camera and started taking some photos. And people ended up liking my photos and responding to them, which sparked my interest. I started traveling more and eventually it evolved into my job slash hobby. Now everywhere I go, I take my camera with me to either snap photos of myself or nature. Now anything I think or see that would make a good photo, I just snap a shot. It was something that I never saw coming. If you asked me 10 years ago, I would never have told you that I wanted to be a photographer or thought I would become one. That wasn't my plan. So you never studied it? No, I haven't. I haven't taken a course or anything. I learned everything myself. During my travels, I would just try and take photos and it turned out surprisingly successful. People like my photos, which is the main thing for me, and I enjoy taking them. I have to say, I like it too. When I looked at your Instagram, I had the desire to pack up and go somewhere in nature because those photos are really beautiful. What kind of photos do you like? And I see you take some extreme sports photos as well. Yes, I enjoy shooting in the mountains the most, during hikes, sunrises and sunsets, when the colors are totally amazing in the photos. Mainly, it's peaceful in the mornings and I'm not afraid to take photos of anything. I accept any challenge. I enjoy taking photos of sports, weddings, people and products. I told myself that I will take photos of anything. I'm not afraid to take photos of anything. As for the extreme sports, what kind do you do? What do you enjoy? Well, right now, I'm really into alpine hiking because I'm closer to nature. There aren't many people and I can climb the mountains. And when I'm at the top, it's come up there and I can take in the view. It also allows me to work on my physical shape. I get to walk, admire, train, and take some photos. It's peaceful. No one is up there except me and my friends watching the sunset or sunrise. And that's the main thing. The photos show people what they can experience, but the memories stay just with us. Have you always traveled a lot? Not at all. I used to play hockey, so my traveling was within ice stadiums and these kind of places so I didn't really get to explore many places. In summer, we had a few days off where we were able to go on these classic vacations, like to the beach or relax in Croatia and things like that. And my traveling really started thanks to my first trip to Norway. It was already four or five years ago. Time has been flying when I think about it now. We got to really experience the nature there and what the world has to offer, which is my first time seeing it. It instantly attracted me and I knew that hockey wasn't going to be a priority anymore, like it was for me for the last 20 years. So on my Instagram, within these last four to five years, it shows all my knowledge about photo shooting within my travels. You travel also for work. I noticed that a lot of photos incorporate some kind of product. Do you travel mainly as it's your hobby because you want to see the place, or do you try to connect it with work as well? It's all connected. Most of the time I pick places that interest me, where I want to go and get to know. I also try to add some product placement so I can help pay for the trip while also connecting the product's usefulness to make it less expensive. For example, in Asia, I worked at some hotels, I would take photos for them and they would exchange accommodation. That's great. Ideal. Just ideal. It is ideal. 
I visited some expensive hotels I wouldn't have visited on my own. But because I can take photos for them, they let me stay with them for my work. It's a huge benefit. You save money and get to stay in amazing places. And with hotels or accommodation or any experiences, do you try to negotiate or barter a deal before you go to the place? Yes, mostly when I feel like it, when I have time or mood. And now that I will be somewhere specific, I try to ask a few companies, hotels, if they have an opportunity or if they're interested. Something is created from that sometimes. Maximum, they can say no, nothing else. It's worth a try. Exactly. Either you're able to get something from it or nothing happens. You're going there anyway, so it's worth a try. What's the most interesting place you've ever been to thanks to a corporation? Some hotel, an interesting one? I would say Asia and specifically Bali. I was able to stay at a new resort run by a Dutch woman. The resort was a hotel but also had many different types of villas. We were able to spend four nights there, each night in a different villa. They were different sizes, had different pools, and my friends and I had it all to ourselves. We got to switch villas every day and it was a great experience. Another amazing one was also in Bali. There was this resort that is renowned for its pictures, where people take photos in net hammocks and palm trees. Sure, I know that. Insta-friendly. Exactly. So I would try to go to these places and see if I can stay with them for even at least a night in exchange for some photos. So what's your favorite place you've ever been to? Just the mountains. I love the mountains, but if I had to pick one place, it would be Norway. Firstly, because I got to experience a completely different world for the first time in Norway. Started to think differently, travel more, and explore nature. I like Norway's diversity and how it has so few people for such a big country. Norway is really close to my heart, and if I had to pick one place where I would like to be, I would stay there. And what's the most recent place you've been to? The last place that I've been was a place that I had wanted to go for a long time, the Faroe Islands. I love Scandinavia and I like going back there, so I drove from Prague there, took a ferry, and stayed for 14 days. Ferry? You mentioned before that the ferry journey was a bit longer? Yes, you go from Denmark, spend one and a half days there, and then go to the Faroe Islands. And you spend the same time in Denmark on the way back as well, which is very time consuming. And you explore the ferry in 10 minutes and find out what's on there. Hmm, so what do you do while you're on the ferry? On the ferry, you can sit down, read, and eat. But when we were going there, we couldn't even go on the deck because it was so windy and rainy. So we were mostly inside at the bar or in the lobby. You're just waiting because you see the same thing around you the entire time. Sometimes you can see a boat in the distance, but other than that, all you can see is the dark blue ocean. Nothing interesting within view. When we were going back, we saw at least one dolphin and a whale, but it was really from a distance. We saw only their tails. Half of the people were like, no, we didn't see it. Will we see it again? And I was like, I don't know if they'll be there again. So you're really just waiting. And then you look forward to going on the land and being out of the ferry. And the Faroe Islands, I looked at your photos. How did you like it there? Did it exceed your expectations? When I go somewhere, I usually know the places. I read about them, so I know where to go or where I want to take a picture. Here, I was surprised with the weather. From those 14 days, we only had one or two proper sunrise and sunset, otherwise nothing. It rained all the time, and it's extremely windy. It's so windy that on Faroe Islands, the waterfalls would go up. A waterfall that goes down becomes suddenly a waterfall that goes up as it's risen by the wind. We had gusty winds, which are around 80 to 90 kilometers per hour, and it's quite difficult to operate in that. Weather on the Faroe Islands is interesting. I expect it to be a bit milder in the summer, but I suppose it doesn't matter when you go there. That's probably like Iceland. Have you ever been to Iceland? Yes, I have been to Iceland, but it's much more peaceful than this. Is it? Because I heard that the weather there is also unpredictable. It is, but Iceland is a bigger island, so it spreads a bit. But those islands are really tiny, so they're getting beaten by the Atlantic Ocean. It happens in Iceland too, but if I, if I were to compare them, I would say that Iceland is milder than the Faroe Islands. Do you have any difficult experiences from traveling? Something that happened to you? Something unpleasant, maybe? 
I remember we were camping in Italy, but we arrived at night and didn't have a place to sleep. So we just built our tent under some olive trees. That sounds nice. Yeah, it starts nicely, but around one or two in the morning, we start to hear some stomping noises and you find out the next to us is a group of wild boars and you don't know what to do. It was just me, my friend, and one other girl. We were just laying down, not moving, not making any noise, and we were just waiting and thinking what's going to happen. Fortunately, after an hour, the wild boars left, but when we woke up in the morning, no one was sleeping properly and everyone was waiting for what was going to happen next. My friend was like, I have a knife ready. At least you could roast a pig then. Things like this happen. Like one time my phone was trampled by sheep in Norway. What? I went to take a photo of a herd of sheep and they started running towards me. As they did, I moved out of the way and my phone slipped from my pocket to the ground as I trampled it over. I was like, awesome, that just happened. Do you have any other experiences with animals? I love the cows and sheep in the mountains. That's probably it. I haven't seen anything extraordinary. Cows are peaceful. They don't mind you. They just eat. That's it. Just once I got yelled at by a lynx at night, but that's really it. Got yelled at by a lynx? Yeah, that's really normal. I'm getting yelled at by lynx quite often too. You mentioned you travel with a friend, but do you travel alone sometimes? How do you usually plan your trips? It's mostly with my friend. We're two freaks who just say, let's go, and then we're going. Mostly it's two of us because it's better for taking photos. I need both photos of nature and a person in my photos, so I just send him there like, go stand there, I'll take the photo. Here, take my jacket and put on the hood. Or I set it up for him and he just presses the button. We travel in two most of the time. I hardly ever go alone, and when I go, it's nothing big. Just on Austria's border or something like that. I wouldn't call myself a solo traveler. Have you ever thought about going somewhere alone? Or do you prefer sharing the experience with someone? I wouldn't be able to imagine that, because when I'm at a place, I like to share it with at least one person. I wouldn't enjoy it as much if there wasn't someone to share it with. Of course, when you post it on Instagram, there's some percentage of people to share it with, but it's nothing real, nothing like being there with a person. I just traveled by myself because I wanted to try it. Nobody had time to go with you? Nobody, that's right. Time is an issue. Exactly. I wonder how you agree with your friend because I have a problem with my friends since they go to work. As an influencer, I have a bit of flexibility regarding my time, but my friends don't. So we have to agree well in advance or I just go alone now. And I'm that kind of person that has to share impressions and experiences. So I solved that by calling my mom every night and telling her about my whole day. So you would talk to your mom on the phone? Exactly. She had to have a headache after talking to me. I was unloading all my experiences after each day on her. Mom, I was here and there. Correct. She didn't even know, I suppose. But she also calls me often like this and needs to talk to me, so she's used to it. I totally understand that you have to share it, but I have to say that it's actually really nice for me to be somewhere alone like this. Yeah, it's so different. I can't imagine a longer trip alone. Maybe two to three days somewhere. But to be 14 days someplace far alone, I don't know. I would probably need to call someone on the phone as well. A friend on the phone. Is there any place or any country that you haven't been to yet but would love to go? Some dream of yours? There are a lot of places in the world I would love to visit because our world offers so much. My biggest dream would be to visit the Antarctic. I would like to see penguins in the wild and have an opportunity to take some photos of them. That's my biggest dream. I'm also tempted to visit Greenland to see the icebergs. Of course, it's very expensive to get there. So I would also like to spend time in New Zealand, maybe rent a car, and live out there for a while. I would also love to go to the Patagonia and these beautiful destinations. Each country has something special, it just depends on how you approach it. But if I needed to say one, I would go to the Antarctic in a heartbeat if someone asked me. No hesitation. I wouldn't need any preparation. I'm ready. Take me. I'm yours and I'm going. Do you travel within the Czech Republic? Do you like it here? I used to travel around the Czech Republic a lot. 
But when you get to experience bigger mountains and more interesting destinations, you go to less places where you've been before. Now I don't travel around the country often. I'd prefer to stay at home editing photos, and when I do have free time, I usually stay closer to my house, and that's enough for me. Sometimes when I have to shoot photos of a product and I won't be traveling for a long time, I pick a place close by in the Czech Republic. I know it's nice, not too far, and I get to take some good photos there. How do you pick where to go? How do you actually plan it? Photos on Instagram are a good way to find places that could interest you in visiting. I know. There's a lot of good places there, and Google. Google tells you everything. When you type in a country and what you're looking to do, it gives some good recommendations. At first, I look on Instagram, and then I go to Google to find more specific things. For example, on the Faroe Islands, we didn't have an exact itinerary. I just had tips for a few places, and then we dealt with everything else on the go. We would just Google during the day what's nearby, or look on some maps where we haven't been yet, but you have to act according to the weather there. Do you try to pick places that are less known, or do you just go to the top places and destinations? A lot of tourists bother me. The more known the place, the more people that go. Right. So I try visiting these busy kind of places early in the morning so I can see it for myself, or I just skip it completely. I'd rather go to places that are less known. There are a lot of places that are really beautiful but not as well known, so you can spend time there peacefully all alone. That's one thing I love about countries like Norway, Iceland, and the Faroe Islands. There are few people, even fewer people in Faroe Islands than Iceland, for example, where it's most likely to meet more sheep than people. I saw that you have some really extreme photos somewhere on the rocks, on foothills, so you're not afraid of danger, are you? There are some places that I wouldn't recommend other people to go. My grandma always tells me, when I see some of your photos, I'm horrified. I'm not surprised. They have to be scared for you at home. Yeah, but now they're used to it, and they know that I don't go too extreme. Thank you very much for joining me on this walk. I hope you get to Antarctica and the other beautiful places, and that you have many more great experiences. And thank you once again. Thank you very much as well. It was a nice talk, so hopefully we can speak again sometime. All right then. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or follow us, otherwise you might miss the next one. I'm looking forward to seeing you next time.